But sometimes, you know, when you're when you're operating under the Lord and you're operating in faith, I mean, if you just take those steps of faith and just go, just like Abraham did, he didn't know where he was going, but I mean, the Lord just said go, and he just took off. And and if you'll just be obedient to do what God asks you to do, then he'll he'll reveal to you, he'll show you, you'll be in the right place at the right time. We are the Johnson family, and this is The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can really apply it to our everyday lives. We've got an amazing, amazing, amazing episode lined up for you today. I'm absolutely just, I'm so ecstatic and excited for you to hear what's going on today. We had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Terry and Brenda Henshaw. Terry currently runs 180 Disaster Relief. Uh, that goes in after a hurricane or an earthquake or, or some kind of disaster has happened in an area. He comes in and begins to do work on the ground, connecting people, giving people supplies that they need, but also connecting it with the gospel. And uh, he's done work down in Houston, Texas for Hurricane uh, Harvey, as well as he's now in South Carolina doing work uh, cleaning up from Hurricane Florence. And Terry also was a missionary to Russia for many years, he and Miss Brenda, and they also traveled in the U.S. for 10 years with a reality walkthrough theater called The 99. And that theater alone in those 10 years managed to reach over 600,000 people. So the best way that I can really describe Terry is that he's a visionary. He's a person that not only sees a way that we can do things better, but he also, he always figures out a way how to connect the gospel to what we're doing, whether it's um, going and and tearing out someone's home that had flood damage or whether we're um, putting up a 20,000 square foot tent to present the gospel in a real way. Terry has always allowed himself to think bigger than himself. And that's what we hope really drives home uh, today is that you would step out of that zone of comfort and be willing to dream beyond yourself because God's always going to ask us to do things that are greater. So I hope that this conversation is encouraging to you, that it challenges you. And so let's just jump right in to what we have here is our interview with the Terry and Brenda Henshaw. Let's take a listen. This is uh, episode two of the conversation, and we've got special guests with us. We've got Terry and Brenda Henshaw, or Becca and I were actually talking last night. It's more or less like Terry and Miss Brenda, because I was like, it's so easy to just call Terry Terry, but it's like Miss Brenda. It was always Miss Brenda, but anyways. Respect so, factor. Yeah, totally. But totally. you don't respect me? Well, no, totally. <laughs> no, I get it. Sir, get yes, it. sir. I get it. I also remember you saying that you don't want to be called sir. At some point. No, that's but, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but reverend. <laughs> I might, or bishop. But uh, anyway, so Terry and Brenda, um, are, I mean, they're just, what not, what, what can you say about them aside from the fact that they've done so much um, internationally here in the U.S. as well? Um, they've been over multiple organizations um, and uh, they actually did run a multi-million dollar business in Tulsa, Oklahoma for quite a few years. They were full-time missionaries in Russia once again for quite a few years. And um, just all the things that the Lord has been doing in their lives has just been absolutely extraordinary. And my family and I have had the honor of um, getting to travel alongside you guys and just really get to see firsthand um, God's provision every day. Um, and that's what we lived in. That's what we saw happen was just, um, you know, God coming through for us every step of the way. And so, um, Right now, you guys are very heavily, um, here in the States, you guys are very heavily involved in disaster relief. That's the direction that the Lord's really taking y'all to. 
Um, y'all were down in Houston for Hurricane Harvey, and we had the pleasure of getting to work with you on that as well. And now you guys are doing work in uh, Florence, South Carolina, or I mean, for Hurricane, Hurricane Florence, yeah. Hurricane Florence correct. correct? And uh, so, what what are some of the things that you've been doing in South Carolina, just disaster relief wise? You know, we we kind of were thrown into the disaster business. It actually kind of happened. I'm not going to say by accident because I know it was spirit led, but we were actually doing the edge or the former 99 uh, in Abilene, Texas, and when Hurricane Harvey had hit. And man, I just knew we were to go and to help with that. And so we met with the pastors and the association there and, and just expressed what we were called to do, and they were in agreement. And so we took our whole crew uh, to Houston. Uh-huh. And I had a pastor uh, friend there in Victoria, Texas. And so we started there um, and just started helping. But one of the things that I saw was so many relief agencies just handing stuff out and give, and saying a general prayer, but, but it just really gnawed at me. And I knew there was more that we could do. And so, you know, as we were just helping, I mean... You know, we just, Lord gave us a plan to be able to pray for people and then gave us a strategy on how to pray for people. And we were seeing that as you bring your gifts, you know, the Bible says that a man's gift will make a way for him. Mm. Marilyn Hickey explained that one time at a word explosion at Victory that your a lot of people interpret that as your gifts, your your talents, your abilities. But she said, actually, it means your gift. When you give someone something, their heart is open to receive. Mm-hmm. Pastor Billy Joe always said that when you find people that are hurting, their heart will be open. So here's an open heart. And these people have just lost everything they own. So it was, it was simple as we began to share with them how much God loved and cared for them and to pray for them to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. And he just gave us this amazing method to do so. And so that's how it all got started. And then, of course, when Hurricane Florence hits, uh, you know, we're just, I, I made some calls because we had, we had actually done the 99 there in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Called one of my friends. And, uh, you know, I said, how are you doing? I just wanted to check on him. And, and then, you know, he, as we were talking, we said, man, I wish there was something we could do. And I said, you know what? I know exactly what to do. Come on. If you guys, if you guys are in and you, your church is behind it, uh, I said, man, I'll come and help you. And so that's what we did. So we established a big warehouse there. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, trucks started coming in, just started making f- some phone calls. Supernatural provision. And so we've been able to bless thousands and thousands of homes there in the South Carolina. We've just given 400 mattresses, kings and queens. Man. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're now blessing people that are sleeping on the floor, uh, people that have just lost everything. So uh, it's an amazing, I, I mean, I love the disaster side mm-hmm. because of their heart is open. You can speak into them. And, you know, it's just been amazing ministry. And I know with Brenda in Hurricane Harvey, um, Brenda, once you share some of those experiences you had with people, uh, because we were out buying refrigerators and stoves and washers and diapers and and blessing people but man you I saw you come alive as well well they just needed a lot more than just the big items the mattresses the home repaired the walls 
fixed and put back together. They needed diapers for their babies. Mm -hmm. They needed baby cribs. They needed furniture. They needed immediately, they needed stoves, refrigerators, microwaves. All those things were completely lost and ruined. So it was just a joy to get out there. And as money came in, we took that money and spent it on the people of both of these different um, hurricanes, just mm-hmm. buying them things that would let allow them to have life again in their houses. As still, they were getting rugs put in and carpet and tile put down and, and walls built back on the walls. They still had to have all the other appliances and baby things and clothes for mm-hmm. children and shoes. So that was great to be able to, as the body of Christ came together and gave money for that, then we were able to be right there on location and mm-hmm. spend that money on the people. Man, praise God. Because I also, I I remember just um, being able, while we were in Houston, to get to go and just, I mean, there's something that happens when you personally get to take those home care items to their home. I mean, it's one thing whenever they came to us, you know, on the drive-by distributions and, you know, you were giving them all all, all of the items that they were needing. But when you actually, especially when we were, you know, um, taking the mattresses to them and we actually went into their apartments and saw the conditions that they and their families were living in and then being able just to pray for them right there. And, um, I think that's the thing that just made it so much more worthwhile was knowing that we're not just trying to help them restore their life here is that we're also wanting to help them change their life for the better so much far beyond what they could even imagine, you know, it's giving them more than what they think that we can give them. Um, and that was, I mean, just so incredible to get to witness and see that firsthand. And so, um, well, I remember the one story, I think we all were on together in, um, Houston when we went into the lady's apartment and she said, um, she saw the big truck pull up from one of the major appliance stores here in the city, there in the city. Mm. And she said they were just overwhelmed because when someone said we would help them, they thought, sure, a lot of people have said that. Different organizations, government organizations or big other organizations in America had said, we'll be back. We will help you fill out all these forms. Well, nobody came back. Nobody helped them with the the other needs. So when she saw us pull up with a big appliance store truck and it unloaded everything in her house, she was bawling and crying. I think, hang on just a second, though. One of the things with her, um, she said, if they do bring something, it'll be something old or wore out. Yeah, she said that. So then go, sorry, go ahead and finish. No, it. so it wasn't old and worn out. It was coming yeah, from, it was a box truck from the store mm-hmm. with brand all brand new. new. Uh, we redid the whole kitchen in that house. Wow. And they just cried and cried and cried and <laughs> cried and cried. It was oh just goodness. incredible. So just um, knowing that they had lost um, belief also in people. Mm-hmm. they had, Because so much is promised at disaster time from every organization around. Mm-hmm. And not saying other organizations aren't doing it. Right. Everybody's in there doing their part but Mm -hmm. just to know that they could count on any us at that time that we would come through with what we had told them we would come well i think so Mm -hmm. too they lost hope in god and they lost hope in in you know people that were making promises Mm -hmm. and so number one we let them know how much god loved and cared for them right but then we backed it up right yeah with the provision Mm -hmm. and it changed their life yeah and it's not just giving them you know what's available but giving them the best of the best yeah. what you can because you're representing yeah. christ in that in that exactly. moment exactly wow and brenda even called and said what what you know what color appliances would you like to have and she was blown away she said what do you mean what <laughs> yeah she goes well what did you what did you lose what do you want well I, I mean we had stainless you know steel fronts and 
uh, you know, set her kitchen colors. And so we made sure the appliances matched her kitchen. Wow. wow. That's And amazing. blessed her with better stuff than she had before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys are in Abilene. I mean, before you come to Houston, when you're in Abilene and, you know, you feel God directing you to make that change and to head that direction. Now you're on the road and now you're taking the team and you're heading down there. I mean, what, what's going through your mind as far as what are we going to do? What, what kind of a difference are, are, are we going to make? What's our resources? I mean, how did you figure out where to start? You know, um, I mean, I, I just felt, I just knew that we were supposed to go. And, um, you know, I just knew that God would spoken to our heart that we were to go and help. I didn't know what that meant. But sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're operating under the Lord and you're operating in faith, I mean, if you just take those steps of faith and just go, just like Abraham did. He didn't know where he was going, mm-hmm. but I mean, the Lord yeah. just said, go. And he just took off. And, and if you'll just be obedient to do what God asks you to do, then he'll, he'll reveal to you. He'll show you, you'll be in the right place at the right time. And that's when I, you know, I made a, a call to a pastor that I knew there in Victoria where the eye had gone over. But then after that had ended, we had heard about, you know, another pastor in an assembly's church that was doing stuff. And so we went and that's where we got put in charge of the warehouse yeah, yeah. and, uh, and distribution. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but then we ended up in Katy and that's like the beginning of this year. Cause we thought that was over. And, uh, in the Katy area, Brenda and I fast and pray every January. And we felt the Lord say, um, that this year would not be business as usual. And then he said, don't plan anything. Just let me order your steps. And it has been the most wild, amazing, adventurous, incredible year. It really has. Mm -hmm. And what God's directed, what he's called us to do, where we've gone, what's been provided. And then, of course, when Hurricane Florence hits, I mean, we were positioned to go right in there and then set up a warehouse and distribution but training teams of people that are ministering Jesus. Yeah. That's the key. Mm -hmm. That they're not just handing stuff out and praying a general prayer, but they're actually leading people to Christ. One gentleman was driving by the distribution center, the warehouse, just the other day. I mean, it's packed every morning. I mean, every day, uh, over 200 families are coming to the church. And we're we're giving, you know, family packs and water and, and, you know, blessing them, but praying for them to receive Christ. Mm. This... um, this gentleman and his, and his mother actually were driving by. They saw the sign. They saw some cars out front. And, uh, man, he just said, I was just compelled to come back. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was happening. But I just told my mom, he said, I just, we got to turn around. We got to go see what that is. He came in. Uh, they waited in line. They filled out all the paperwork because we get all their information. And then, but there were so many people. I just, I came out of the warehouse and I just grabbed the first person, which was him. He began to share a story with me that he had gone to Bible school, uh, that he graduated from Bible school, but he got mixed up with the wrong people then after Bible school, and he actually then went to prison. And so he hadn't been out of prison that long, but, man, he knew he had a calling of God on his life. And so when I prayed for him to rededicate his life to Christ and then prayed for him for God's direction, I mean, he, I mean, he just began to weep. And... Uh, I mean, his life was transformed that day. And that's where the thing is, when you follow God's instruction, I mean, you'll be like a lighthouse. People will come and not even know why. Mm -hmm. But then their life is transformed, not only for now, but also for eternity. Man. Wow. Wow. And so now, um, Terry, you didn't always used to be this much of a people person. 
Um, and you've made mention of that before, how, how shy you used to be. Um, how, who was it that really inspired you to dream and really step out of those areas of, of uncomfort? Um, because obviously, as you've noted, that you were so shy that uh, you didn't even want to talk in class at school. And now here you are um, just heading up all of these organizations and just working with people personally. Like, what was it that caused you to really break out of that shell? You know, for me, um, as, as you know, I was a part of a denominational church. Brenda was part of a denominational church. Uh, we went to two separate churches. When we got married, I'd drop her off at her church. Then I would go to mine. Then we'd pick up. We'd go to lunch and never talk about God. We began to pray about a church to go to that we could raise our family. And, uh, and we had heard about this new pastor that had just taken over. And at that time, it was Sheridan, it was Sheridan Assembly and then changed to Sheridan Christian Center. Pastors Billy Joe and Sharon Doherty and, uh, back in 1979. And as we began to go there, our life was transformed. I heard stuff I'd never heard before. Mm. I learned about God's provision. I learned how to pray. I learned how to believe. And that's the key because mm-hmm. cause the Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible to you. Right. So to increase your ability to believe is, you know, is something that I learned. And so as I sat and I learned and, and I, I just sat at the feet of my pastor who was following Jesus and every Sunday absorbing this. And that really was the inspiration for me to grow and to learn. And, and we saw through that how to believe God and that God had an amazing plan for our life. Mm-hmm. And so as we surrendered our heart to Jesus and allowed him to be the Lord of our life, I, I mean, it changed our life. Bren, what do you, uh, what do you think about that? Well, the question was to you on what was no, the I know, impact. But... I believe the impact was just opening up your heart and your mind to God's provision of what he would do for you because it, it was in you. It's born in you. It's in you. You just didn't know how to get it out. Well, it's but in every as you, person. Yes, it's in every person. I'm sorry. It is in every person. Mm-hmm. And as you leaned more on God, trusted in God, believed his word, studied the word, prayed, and heard the messages every Sunday, you grew in a boldness to be able to proclaim the gospel anywhere you went, anytime you went, anywhere. So I believe just the word of God uh, the speaking, the being involved in a church, mm-hmm. um, growing in a church, staying put in a church, right. and hearing the word of God, and by hearing the word, then walking it out, and he became a very bold man. But as we begin to watch our church uh, grow and explode, it's like it's like when you watch boats there on the like in the sea on the shore Mm -hmm. that when the tide comes in it's not all just the big boats that rise but also the little ones and so as we begin to watch our church grow and explode we just begin to apply the same principles to our family Mm -hmm. and to our personal lives and we continue to grow one of the things that was life-changing for me was when we were in Myrtle Beach with our ministry and and I got invited to a luncheon and uh in fact, the, there was the owner of a, a, a large hotel and invited me to lunch. And so we went to this five-star resort, and he told me to get in this line. And then he disappeared. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. He invited me to lunch. <laughs> well, then I get up to the front, and they say, that'll be $35. And Whoa. I went, what? I mean, <laughs> I mean wait, I, I think I'm in the wrong line here. I didn't. Anyway, uh, so I pay the $35, and I go in. And there's all these beautiful tables. It's like a banquet setting. 
<laughs> and my name is on one of the, you know, tables toward the front. And so I, I, you know, I had a guy escort me over there. So then I saw my host and the owner of the hotel. And so he came, you know, you good, you good. I said, yeah, what is this? I mean, I thought we were going to lunch. <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, they're going to bring you food, you know. And uh, so then he goes to the podium. So he starts talking about, and he says this. He says, now, if you'll look around, there was about 75 or 80 business people there. He said, if you'll look around, he goes, number one, all of you are over the age of 50. Number two, all of you are believers. Number three, all of you are CEOs and own your own company. And he said, all of you are in the second half of your life. And he said, so, he said, I've invited you all to lunch today to talk about from moving from success to significance. Hmm. Terry Hinshaw, come up here and tell everybody how to be significant. <laughs> no. That's what he did to me. Wow. <laughs> I, and, I, and I was still looking through this program kind of thing, and I, and I heard the word Terry, but I didn't. And he was, Terry, Terry, come up here. And I went, oh, my gosh, he was talking to me. So, <laughs> so I walk up there. And he goes, tell everybody how to be significant. And, and I'm like, so as I get to the podium, mm. though, I mean, God dropped this word in my heart, and I begin to, to speak. But I also listened to what was coming out, because mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was going to say. But, but, I mean, there was just a divine flow. Yeah. And I listened to myself, because I was also speaking to myself when, it had, you know, when I was sharing. Mm -hmm. That moment, that was a defining moment for me. It changed my life because from that point on, I came home and I told Brenda, I said, something happened to me that when I spoke, I said, from now on, everything we do, we're going to be significant. We've been successful. That's great. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to be significant both here on the earth and for eternity. And everything that we do has to be kingdom related. Mm -hmm. And so we, as we've then stepped out, and that's all we've done is just follow the Lord's instructions. But everything we do, it has to be significant for the kingdom or else we're not involved. Yeah. And that's why in disaster, I couldn't just hand stuff out mm -hmm. if it wasn't affecting people's eternity. So, wow. you know, and something we realize too amongst all believers that there is a point of shyness, if you want to call it that, about presenting the gospel to a stranger or a person you don't know, or even a person in a disaster, you're helping them out, but you don't know possibly how to share the gospel, how to bring someone to the Lord. So out of this, when we were in Houston, Terry and our older daughter wrote a book, a mini book titled, You Got This. Mm. And what it is, it's a very short read, very easy read to just show believers you got this you right. can lead someone to the lord wherever you're at if you yeah. ask the right questions mm -hmm. their hearts are open their minds are open when you're asking the right questions and even in a disaster thing or any type of place you're at if you ask the right questions or say the right things they are attentive and most people are looking for help. Mm -hmm. They don't know what help they're looking for, but they're looking for help. They're looking for an answer to their situation. Mm -hmm. And if you just do these easy steps or know any steps you have yourself, they do work to get into someone's life and be able to pray with them and lead them to the Lord in a quick sinner's prayer. And mm -hmm. it works. It's excellent. You yeah. know, Brent, um, yeah. anybody that's listening to this, if they would like a copy of that, they can go to our website, 180disasterrelief.com. 
and I'll send you a copy of that. It's just a little free. mini book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we'll send it to you for free. Yeah. We'd love for you to have it. Man, wow. man. Because also yeah, have- in the years that you all did the 99, the 99 in its 10 years of ministry ministered to over half a million people. And uh, out of those half a million, we saw what? Over 200,000 people give their lives to Christ. Right. And so when you say half a million, though, you have to understand that's half a million people. It was actually over 600,000. Ah, over yeah. 600,000 people sat one-on-one with a believer mm-hmm. talking about where their life is spiritually. Right. So it's not speaking to a large crowd or a large group. Yeah. It's speaking individually, sitting down, just like we're talking right now, right, right. in this conversation hey. that <laughs> they, they began to just open up and talk about where their life is. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So 600,000 people have sat down and done that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So then mm-hmm. looking at that, looking at the disaster relief, looking at what you've done internationally, how... At the end of the day, what would you have to say it is that has defined your success? You know, I, I think I think it's just hearing from heaven. You know, it's just hearing and then simply being obey, obedient. So I hear and I obey. Mm-hmm. That probably is the number one key. Because Brent and I had already prayed, Lord, whatever you ask us to do, we'll do it. Wherever you ask us to go, we'll go. Whatever you want us to say, we'll say. Whatever you want us to give, we'll give. I mean, we've already established that in our heart. That's, that's a no brainer. That's like whatever God says, we'll do it because we've given a hundred percent of our life and our heart to the Lordship of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. by giving a hundred percent. And that's where most people are. I, I believe so many believers will give, will give God 70% of their heart, 80%, 90, but they don't give them a hundred percent. They don't give them everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. That's the key. When you give God everything and your life is no longer your own, mm-hmm. but it yeah. belongs to God. Right. And, and I mean, literally, we're living our life, you know, through God and allowing him to, to totally be our Lord mm-hmm. and to guide our steps. So when you submit everything to his will, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, doors fly open. Mm-hmm. You walk in the supernatural favor. You walk in supernatural provision. Mm-hmm. But it will cost you because sometimes he just says, I want you to empty your wallet, empty your bank account. I want you to go here. I want you to move to Russia. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes Brenda says, can't we just be normal? You know, can't <laughs> yeah. we just like take one year and just be normal? Now, I don't know what normal is Mm-mm. Yeah. when you're serving God. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes it is fatigue and it's, it is hard. It's not easy. That's why everybody doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you'll surrender everything and you'll just allow God to live through you, mm-hmm. you can live the most adventurous, the most amazing, the most incredible life that God intended for you. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts in that, Brent? Well, just taking your children with you, too, because yeah. um, when we prayed that prayer that he's talking about, we said, Father, um, it was back when he was talking earlier about that we went to two separate denominational churches when we first got married because we didn't uh, appreciate each other's denomination. Mm-hmm. So we stayed in our mm-hmm. own and went separate what, churches every Sunday. But it was right before we started going to uh, Victory back then that we uh, sat on the couch, I remember, and took hands and prayed because we knew to pray. And we said, if there's more of you, 
we want it. Mm. And that's where the pivotal turn was because there is more of God. Right. And he said, you want it? You got yeah. it. And yeah, he poured yeah, yeah. it out on our household. Wow. And so as we begin having children, we have t- four children now that we just took them with us. As he said, do this or do that, they did it with us. We moved overseas for eight years. They went with us. We went on the road with the 99, which is now the edge. We only had one still in school. She went with us for that eight years. So um, we just took our children and lived life together Mm -hmm. with them. And I believe that's why our family is close even to to this day, because they saw that we took them with us and we put them first while we were doing ministry. Right, right, right. So it was another thing about families. You can do this with families, Mm -hmm. whether your children are little I think when we moved to Russia, our children were five years old, seven years old, and nine years old. So you can, and then one was born while we were over there. So you can do this with children. It can be successful, and you can believe God as a family together. You just eliminated everybody's excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I've got kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nope. My goodness. And your kids are the most balanced kid. I mean, just outstanding. Yeah. Uh, And so are yours. Well, and your kids wow. have gone with you and well, done everything with you. <laughs> yes, you did. We learned from you guys. Yes, you did. Well, that's what I think is so amazing about it is it, it's not um, that whenever like God put the call on, on or whenever you all had asked our parents, you know, to come and travel out on the road that mom and dad didn't take it as well, Terry and Brenda are asking Phil and Nicole, but it was more or less Terry and Brenda are asking the Johnson family as a whole. Yeah. And um, I loved that because it always through all of our travels and everything that we saw, we always, for Becca and I, we always saw God move firsthand. And so we knew we weren't just hearing stories. We weren't just, you know, saying, well, so-and-so said this, so it's got to be true. But we actually saw, you know, setting up in California, being told by the fire marshal that you're not going to open on night of opening. And then we opened. And I mean, you know, a month later, here we are leaving the city and you've already got 3,000 people who just received Christ. And so being able to see all that firsthand and now being settled in one place and living working at a church on a weekly basis and constantly seeing all these things but knowing like all of you never forget those things where God always came through and knowing that whenever it comes time for you to step out on your own faith like that really I mean I thank every single one of you at this table for that because that really helped launch not just myself but my sister as well and our whole family to a new level of trusting in him and each step that we take that we're we're stepping right from from faith to faith glory to glory right into his provision because terry that's what you say all the time whenever you pray we were just talking about it in there was you know lord we agree and we thank you for your wonderful provision you know because it's there for us to step into all the time and so i thank you i thank each and every one of you for that I you just, know, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I just a comment we were making earlier too, as we were talking um, just now about children. One of our child uh, children said to us just recently something about they had their greatest life um, for all the years they did ministry because our children are older young adults now. And I said, wait a minute. I remember when we were um, working for like eight years traveling heavily. Um, you used to say every once in a while, I don't like this. I wish I was going to a normal school, having normal fun, doing normal things in <laughs> high school and stuff like that. And I said, so I thought you didn't like it all those years. And she said, oh my goodness, don't remember that stuff. I was just a child then. She goes, I tell people now, she's in her twenties. She goes, I tell people now those were the greatest years of my life and I almost started crying because I really sometimes as parents in ministry or business you feel 
did I do wrong with my children? Should I have gone a different road so they could just have lived different lives? Mm -hmm. But at that point in time, she was possibly fighting in her flesh to be a different type of uh, raised a different way so she could be home more and do more well, fun I think things. They thought they were missing out. They thought they were missing out. But yeah. when she got older, realized I didn't miss out on a thing. I've traveled mm. the world. I've traveled America and mm. I've seen thousands upon thousands of people get They've saved. They've got to see so and do things that people Now she realizes of. it as she's older. Yeah. And she said, forget I ever said that stuff. That <laughs> yeah. wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, re I remember, uh, our, like our church was doing a, a mission trip to Europe and uh not about a place you know yeah and they were they were going to be going to several cities in europe and and so i asked you know i asked her kids i said now would y'all you know would y'all like to go on that mission trip nah we've been there we've done that a hundred times <laughs> you know they've done stuff that people dream about yeah. one day yeah. one day maybe when i retire i'll get to go and do this no they've done it multiple times mm-hmm so, so your kids end up living out the greatest life possible also through business or ministry, whatever God's called you, you know, to. When you with obey you, God, I when think. You yeah, when you obey mm -hmm. God. Yeah, when you obey God. I mean, you know, he, he cares about your kids. He cares about your family. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, you hear all these stories about people who sacrificed their family. Yeah. And, and our family went with us. Yeah. We did everything together and still do. Mm -hmm. Still, we do a vacation and we're all together. Yeah. All in. Yeah, we're all in. Love Come that. on. <laughs> Come on. We love that. Even grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a big plus right there. So one last question and then we'll wrap this thing up. But uh, for both of you, um, what book right now have you all really been div uh, really diving into and really getting a lot of stuff out of? Besides the obvious, the Holy Bible. But, you know, what book have you all like really been spending a lot of time in? We just from? recently got enlightened to the book by Matt Keller, um, The Key to Everything. And as we've worked with all age groups the young generation, the young adults, the older adults, and just raising four children ourselves, and then just ourselves, that it is opening up the key to everything is being um, teachable. trainable. I was going to say teachable and trainable. Mm -hmm. And it just goes out and points throughout the whole book the different areas of your life you, you really have maybe struggled in or not even thought about in a long time, that really it all goes back to the step of being teachable or trainable that may be why something failed or why something didn't work out or why something still is not working out because pride or fear or many areas go into why you're not teachable and mm -hmm. so that's what we're reading we're actually reading it together as the family right now everybody's reading it and um just just opening our eyes to um to be a better person to be a greater witness for christ is being teachable we need to be teachable mm -hmm. amongst our peers Never amongst our learning. employees employers yeah. right. pastors whatever it is we all need to be trainable teachable you know i think i that's think good. you know if you never stop learning that's the key no mm -hmm. matter how old you are never yeah. stop learning always be teachable always be allowing god to speak to you but Another book that really changed my life was A Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. So good. And and we read that probably every year as well. Uh, but I think to build a personal library mm -hmm. that you continually teach and grow, teach yourself and grow. Um, you know, I used to I used to buy for all my kids the Success Magazine, and it has amazing articles in it. Even our interns, I had them read oh, them yeah. and, yeah. and oh, do yeah. uh, reports and things. Again, instilling success in everything that you do. And, and I think it keeps people from just being mediocre or thinking, uh, an average way, but 
you know, God has instilled his greatness on the inside of us. So, Mm -hmm. so when we're constantly instilling his greatness, instilling success, uh, whatever you put your hand to, God will prosper it. So as you, as you continue to believe God and you continue to grow yourself, that's also been a, a real key for me in knowing and believing that, you know, as we continue to grow, that God will provide. Mm-hmm. If you have seed in the ground, if you plant, and, and giving is a, is a huge part of that. So, yeah. And we didn't get to touch on that, but giving is a huge part. As you sow, as you give, God will give back. And so, you know, through those books and through teaching and learning uh, are, are huge keys to us but right now we're we're all reading as a family the key to everything yes sir yes sir well man i mean i remember out on the road i remember i kept looking over at some of the interns also that we were traveling with and i was like you know you can never truly say i've seen it all because man traveling with you guys we we were always doing something crazy all the time (laughs) well if you remember if there was the world's largest anything within 200 miles we win oh oh, yeah oh yeah never never gonna forget that (laughs) Well, man, so many things that just want to get into, but I'm thinking we're just going to have to end it there. Yeah. But thank you all so much for yeah. coming thank on you and you just for talking. Us. Yeah. We loved it. So, And don't forget, if you if you want that uh, little mini book on how to lead people yes. for Christ, yeah. to Christ uh, our website, 180disasterrelief.com. I'd be happy to send it to you. All right. Go on and check it out. Awesome. Thanks, guys.